Hello, everyone. Um, I'm just going to pray, because I haven't done this in a while. Um, so if you'd like to pray with me, uh, I'm just going to pray that God really speaks to everyone this evening. Um, so, Father God, I just thank you for... Um, just time to be in your presence. I thank you that we can take just even an hour out in our week just to sit in your presence and to hear from you, Father. And I pray tonight that the message that I have, Father, will really speak to each and every person here, Lord, that even one verse I share will really just stick into their heart, Father, and will change them in a new way. In your name I pray. Amen. So my name is Emma, for those of you who don't know me. Um, And tonight I have this fancy clicker. don't know if it's going to work. But we'll give it a lash. Hope's gotten very fancy. So, tonight I'm going to talk to you about the Mr. Men series. Has everyone read a Mr. Men book? Or are you all too young to know what Mr. Men was? Uh, I checked today in Eason's. They're still around. But I want you to look at all these different Mr. Men. So you've Little Miss Chatterbox, Mr. Happy, Mr. Noisy, Mr. Tickle, Mr. Messy, and Little Miss Giggles. So I want to see, can you see yourself up there? And I want you to guess which one you think I am. Now, I know it's going to take you a while, so I'm going to give you, going to give you a few minutes, because I know it's tough, but I actually got a gift of a cup with one of them on them. So I'm going to give you a few minutes now just to think, I don't want to rush you, which one you think I got a present of? Would you like to have a guess? Little Miss Chatterbox. Oh, thanks, Ijal. Little Miss Chatterbox. I also probably could have got all of them. Mr. Noisy, Mr. Messy, and Miss Giggles. But I got a gift of Little Miss Chatterbox. So I do like to chat. Um, and maybe you can see yourself in one of them. But the one person I'm going to talk tonight about is Mr. Worry. So this person, out of all of them, is probably the one I relate to most. Uh, I am a terrible worrier. Um, And tonight, I don't know if you have everything together in your life and everything is super rosy and you never worry about anything, and that's brilliant. But I worry about different things. Um, Maybe in your life, you'll have different worries. Um, And we all worry about maybe, I worry about things that'll happen, that have happened, that might happen, that might never happen, which is most of my worries. Um, So tonight, I'm just going to look about what the Bible says about worry. And then the opposite of worry, which is peace, and what God says about his peace. And then what kind of, what steps can we take after that? So, when I say the word worry, I don't know what pops up in your head. Maybe this song pops into your head if it works. Here's Hope and Ushin. Now, everyone now, ready? You'll have to sing. We'll just sing. Ready? Don't worry. (laughs) Be happy. Okay, very good. That's enough of that singing because I can't sing. Paul is a singer in our family. So uh, maybe that song pops into your head and it's a lovely song. Don't worry, be happy. And if it was just that easy, life would be brilliant. But for me, like I said, I have mad worries. I worry about things that might never happen. So who can tell me what this is? Ebola. Okay. So Ebola was all over the news everywhere for weeks. Does anyone remember this? It was everywhere. Maybe it was just on my telly. But 
So Ebola is a disease that is in West Africa, and it is a serious disease that we all need to pray there is a vaccine for. But a young person came in to me and said, Ebola is coming to Ireland in six weeks, Emma. Six weeks. And I'm like, what? Oh, my God. And I'm like, Ebola is coming to Ireland. This is weeks ago. And look, nothing has happened. But I was like, it's coming to Ireland. And so I start researching it and looking everything up. And then every night before bed, I'd look up articles. And I was so worried. I had escape plans. I was like, it's going to wipe out me and my family. We're all going to move to Mayo. Because it's remote and Mayo won't get us there. I had all these plans to ship us off to Mayo. Um, and so this is something I worried about that hasn't yet happened. Maybe I'm loopers. But this is one thing I worried about. Another thing. For those of you that know me know I used to be terrified of staying in my own house because I was afraid someone was going to break in. This is just a worry I have. I don't know whether it was when I used to live at home, mom and dad got broken into it, and it really freaked me out that someone had been in my house and been in my room. But this is just something that I really would worry about. So I would like triple check the doors. I'd have escape routes planned. I'd leave all the lights on. This is just, just, just I'm mental. So this is just something that I would worry about. So maybe there's something, maybe you don't worry about Ebola and you don't worry about people breaking into your home, but maybe you have different worries. So what I want you to do is to think about something that's worrying you in your life tonight. So it can be like a little worry. It could be something that has happened. You think something that might happen, something that will happen, something that hasn't happened or may never happen, but just a worry that you have. And for my birthday, I got many presents, as I do enjoy getting presents, but one present I got was this lovely new Bible. Um, I think we always find excuses not to read the Bible. Uh, My excuse was it was too small, because it was a lovely Bible that said Princess Anna, but I couldn't read it because it was too small. So I asked for a bigger Bible. And all Jesus' words are in red, which I thought was really cool because it sticks out. Um, So tonight, I was reading through the Bible when I got this present, and I started, you know, sometimes you get the Bible, you're like, where am I going to start? So Paul always says, start in Colossians. That's his favorite book. So I read Colossians. I was like, that was nice. Then I decided to read the Gospels. And so I started in Matthew. And I was reading through all the chapters. And then I read this chapter. And when I say the words jumped off the page, I was like, okay, this was meant for me. So I'll put it up on the screen and I'll read in my Bible. If you have your Bible, it's Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. So, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is life not more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. I'll do it off this just in case. And are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Now, this just (laughs) screamed at me. It was like one thing Jesus said, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. That should be enough. Jesus said not to worry, so we shouldn't worry. But he goes on and he says, look at the birds. They don't worry, and yet I provide for them. How much more valuable are you to God? And then this sentence, can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And it just clicked in my head. I'm like, I am wasting so much of my life worrying about stuff, worrying about stuff that might never happen, worrying about stuff that might happen, but sure, what good is it worrying? Because I'm actually just wasting this life that God has given me, worrying about these things. And he goes on and says, and why do you worry about clothes? See the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass in the field, which is here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, 
Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So this first, honestly, when people say the Bible transformed them, this changed my life. Because what I did then from every evening on before bed, instead of looking up scary articles, I would read this. And I actually slept better. And I actually wasn't as freaked out going to bed. Um, So this is one verse. So I was thinking about the Bible and different people in the Bible and like, did they worry? And so I was thinking of, uh, say Noah, for example, who built an ark? And there was no rain. And Jesus told him there was going to be rain. And will you build an ark? I'm sure Noah worried, what if it doesn't rain? And what if I look mental? So this is one example of Noah. Then you've got Moses. Jesus said, go up and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. I'm sure Moses worried, uh, what if they think I'm mental? What if Pharaoh doesn't listen? What if they kill me? What if they do whatever? I'm sure he really worried. And then you've Jonah in the whale. I'm sure Jonah was like, "Uh, what's going on, Lord? I'm sitting in a whale. And when we read these stories, you know, we see the ending. We have the Bible and we get to see the end. These guys didn't have the Bible. They didn't know the end. Jonah didn't know he was only spending three days in in the whale. We do. But I'm sure he was like... Okay, day two, God, it's funny. I'm still in this whale. Like, when are you going to spit me out? He didn't know that it was going to take three days. But my favorite story in the Bible about worry is this story, Mary and Martha. Has anyone ever heard the story of Mary and Martha before? So I don't know if you've heard it before, but I want you to think, are you Mary or are you Martha? I am definitely Martha. So as Jesus and the disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he had said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that she had made. She came to him and said, Lord, don't you care my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. So picture Martha. I would definitely be Martha. I'm like, Jesus is coming. Great. I'm going to clean the floors. I'm going to clean the windows. I'm going to put scones on. I'm going to make sure the house is spotless because it's Jesus. So I really want to impress him. So Martha spent all day getting the house ready. Then when Jesus comes in, Mary, her sister, who's done nothing all day, she's just excited Jesus is coming, is now just sitting on the floor looking at Jesus. And Martha's like, hello, Mary. Like, Jesus, could you tell Mary like to give us a hand? Because like I'm here making you tea and scones. And Mary's just sitting there listening to you. Like, what's going on here? That would definitely be me. I would be like, Mary, give us a hand. So, but listen to what Jesus said. Martha, Martha, the Lord said, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. What did Mary do? Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he had to say. How many of us are like Martha, worried and upset about so many different things? But what Mary did was right. She sat at the Lord's feet and listened to him. And tonight, whatever's going on in your head, I really want you just to sit at the Lord's feet and listen to what he has to say. Because it's so easy to be Martha and it's so easy to get worried and get upset about different things. But that's not what God has for us. That's not what he wants for us. Um. So, this is my favorite quote. No one can pray and worry at the same time. 
try it. It's really hard. So I was thinking about when I get very overwhelmed, I go for walks. So prayer walks around Knockline. So I don't be praying for all of Knockline to get saved. I'm not that holy. I just take time out and I go for a walk. I probably look mental if you've ever seen me chatting away to myself, Justin. But I'm actually chatting to the Lord. And what I find is when I just take that space, I leave my phone at home, I go for a walk. And the more I chat and the more I just spend that time with God, it kind of lessens and I actually start to feel a bit better. Um, But this, no one can pray and worry at the same time. And it's so true. So if you're worrying and you stop and you start to pray, you actually can't worry and do it at the same time. There's another verse that says, this is a fancy way, for as he thinketh in his heart, so he is. Proverbs 23, 7, which means as a man thinks, so he is. So if you think about worry, guess what? You're going to worry. If you think about God and peace and his promises, you're probably going to have a much better day. So it's really what we spend the time thinking of. And, you know, Paul always slags me saying it's a hamster wheel in my head. It's just going like this all the time. It never stops, never stops. It's probably the truth. But if I just stop it and actually move some room over for God to come in and actually speak his peace into my life and speak into his promises, it's going to really help me. So we all just need to stop, sit, and listen at his feet. And there's a few other, you know, the Bible is full of verses about worry and peace. But I just picked two. He says, come to me all who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There's so many examples where Jesus says, come to me, give me all your worries, give me all that stuff going on in your head, because my light is, my yoke is so light. So he'll give it back to us and he'll give us this peace that surpasses all understanding. But we have to hand him over all our worries, which involves a bit of effort, which can be a bit tough. And then cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Jesus tells us to give him all our anxieties because he cares for us. And he loves us. He doesn't want us worrying and not sleeping and freaking out about stuff that might never happen. He wants us to live a full and happy life, not worrying about that stuff because he's got our back. And tomorrow has enough worries of its own. And then it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I just think that's an amazing passage. And my love is, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So when I go on my little prayer walks and knock line, chatting to God like a mentaler, I will always start with thanksgiving. So I will always start with, God, thank you that I can go for a walk. Thank you that I have legs. Thank you that I can see. Thank you that I can hear. I can hear the birds. And when you start with the things that you're thankful for, your whole attitude will change. Because sometimes we let everything get the better of us, and it's like a little pity party, and like, oh God, everything's wrong with me, and I'm so worried about everything. But if we just stop and go, God, I'm so great to be alive. Am I blessed to have legs? Your whole attitude will change. It's really important that when we go to God, we start with thanksgiving, and he promises that this peace that will surpass all understanding. Peace. That is the opposite of worry. So what I want you tonight is to understand a bit more about God's peace and that you really go home wanting more of this. Because since I read this passage, I can honestly say it's changed my life. And you hear people say that all the time, like the Bible's changed my life. And, you know, big stories of people changing from addiction or from whatever. But for me, literally, this has changed my life. I have stopped worrying as much. And this can change your life. And you can stop worrying as much because God's got your back. So what does he say about peace? 
Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful in Colossians. Once again, be thankful. You keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you in Isaiah. So that goes back to as a man thinks, so he is. So if we're thinking of worry, thinking of worry, thinking of worry, we're going to worry. But if we think about God, he'll keep us in his perfect peace. But we have to change our thinking. There's a man hope who used to say, it's your thinking. But he's right. You have to change your thinking. There's two stories in the Bible which I think are amazing about peace. So when Jesus was about to go, when he was about to be crucified on the cross, Jesus said to his followers, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world does give to you. Let your hearts not be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And I was thinking about, so Jesus is going off to die, and he's saying, peace I give to you. And he says, not as the world gives you. So you know the way we go, actually, you'd be grand. You'd be grand. Go on, you'd be grand. You don't really feel much better after that, do you? It's like, well, thanks for that, but I still feel crap, and I'm still worried. But God says, I leave you my peace, not as the world leaves you. Let your hearts not be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So I think peace was really important to God, because he's put it in the Bible so much. I think he knew that we were going to worry. And I think he thought it was really important that we got this concept of peace, because it's the last thing Jesus said to his followers. Jesus knew that we'd all, in this world, it says you'll have trouble. But don't, don't fear, God has overcome the world. So the last thing he said, or the, that was the first, the last thing he said. Then when he came back from the dead, so you've all the disciples sitting in a room, talk about worry. They've spent their lives following this God who promised, you know, he was the Messiah. They watched him die on the cross and then they hid because they were like, that wasn't the plan. Uh, Jesus, you weren't meant to die on the cross. So they were very worried. And then Jesus comes one evening, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. That's the first thing he said to the disciples when he came back from the dead. When they were at talk, like they were pretty worried. And Jesus arrives and says, peace be with you. Before he left, he says, my peace I give you. When he came back, he said, peace be with you. He wanted us to get this, guys. He wanted us to know about his peace. Peace. So, what next? Well, that's lovely, Emma. Lovely story there about worry and peace. So what do we do now? So hear me as well. If you have actual anxiety where you are sick and you cannot sleep, you actually might need to go talk to somebody because, you know, there is a stage where it actually affects your life so much. And thankfully, we have the Hope Centre and we do have counsellors. And if you need to speak to someone, please find someone. I'm talking about your everyday worries about life, about that job, about that money, about that relationship, about uh, just your everyday stuff. So what will we do about that stuff? The Bible. My shiny new pink Bible. So I believe, and we always say, the Bible is a gift. I love getting gifts, as I have said. Lovely boxed ribbon gifts. I I just love them. So when I got this Bible, it came in a beautiful box, right? It was an absolutely lovely box. I left it in the lovely box for around a week because it was so nice, I didn't want to take it out. So I think a lot of us do this with the Bible. We have this lovely gift, but we never open it. It's like, oh, that's lovely. Isn't it even pink? Look at the design. It's very fancy, but sure, like you never read it. And so tonight, I really want to encourage you that it's great to come on a Saturday night. And I think, you know, I think a Saturday night, it's like we get fed. So, you know, you get to come, you get to hear God's word in a new way, and you're like brilliant, and you go home. 
And then if you don't do anything, you're like starving for the week. And then you come on Saturday and you get fed again. And then you just go on starving. But when the Lord told us how to pray, in the prayer it says, give us this, bre- give us this day our daily bread. Thank you. So our daily bread. Not our Saturday night bread. Our daily bread. So we need to be reading his word daily. And so I was thinking about it in a practical way. So as you all know, I cannot cook. I burn water. Right? So when Paul is away, I just starve because my husband decided to travel and now I can't eat. So I could just starve and wait till he gets home and have a lovely big meal or I can make the effort and prepare food for myself. So it is a bit hard. Okay? So this stuff is going to take work. I was so worried and now I have peace because every single evening I opened this up and I read that passage over and over and over again. And you need to do that in your life. But you know, we're so blessed because yeah, the Bible is a bit overwhelming and it's a bit like scary and there's big words that we don't understand. But I was thinking about the same with cooking. For me, cooking is very scary because I just burn stuff and I don't know what goes together and it's just very overwhelming for me. But thankfully for me, Wait now, I don't work for this company, but has anyone ever seen these? Shake in a bag, right? Mexican chicken. So there are cheats for cooking for people like me who can't cook, where you chop everything up, you throw it in the bag, you give it a shake, and you stick it in the oven for an hour, and you get a yummy meal at the end. It's absolutely gorgeous, right? So that's how I cook now. I have lived off these shaken bags. So I was thinking about the Bible. And wouldn't it be awful handy if there was kind of cheats or ways to help us with that? The word for today. So like Shane said, in the back there's a resource table. And there's this thing called the word for today. And so every day it will give you um, a, a message in the Bible. And then it will explain it kind of in a practical way for your life. If this is overwhelming for you... Start with this. Start, not with the chicken. Start with this. Start with something that opens up your mind. Start small. Then also we have Bible studies that help us with the Bible. If we can't understand it, it explains what it says. There's also a Bible study group on a Monday. Get connected and get involved. But you're meant to be eating this every single day. And you know, I hear people all the time going, God never speaks to me. Like, I'd love a word. I'd love him to talk to me. Uh, have, you, have you read the Bible? And they'd be like, no. I'm like, okay. So sometimes God will speak to you through the Bible, but you have to open it up in order for him to do that. Now, God speaks to you many different ways. When I go on my walks, God will show me something. Or when I'm at the beach, I feel really close to God. I don't know what it is. It's just being, you know, in that first, um, my thoughts of your countless of sand on the seashore. I just love being on the beach and lifting up the sea going, or the sand going, wow, that's so much God loves me. So God can speak to you in many ways, but in one way and in one gift he left us was the Bible. So I encourage you tonight. Maybe worry isn't your thing, but I'll tell you what, whatever your thing is, the answer's in there. But you got to work on it and you got to open it. So another practical point is keep good company. In Proverbs it says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the company of fools will suffer harm. If you are friends with worry words, that's not going to help you. Because you're going to go to your group and you're going to go, oh, Jeannie, I'm really worried about this. And they're going to go, worried about that. I'm worried about this. And now you're like, oh, now I'm worried about that. I didn't even know about that. So now I'm worried about my thing and your thing and then their thing. And then that's just very unhelpful. Whereas if you find friends and you go to, oh, I'm really worried about this. And they go, but sure, pray for the peace that surpasses all understanding. Sure, God's got you back. Be like Mary. Don't be like Martha. Sit at his feet and listen. Then I'm going to be like, oh, 
you're right. I'm going to go back to my Bible and not be worrying. But it's really important the people that we keep, and even negative people, that will drag you down. There are so many negative people in the world. You need to surround yourself with positive people. Then focus on the blessings and the faithfulness of God. So like I say, when I go for my walks, I'll always start with what I'm thankful for. We're all thankful for something. It's really important that we focus on God's blessings and what he's done for us, especially in a time of a lot of worry or a lot of trouble. Think back to a time where it was a blessing and you're like, remember what it was to be there. God, you're going to get me there again. Exercise and diet, that's just a practical thing. When you exercise, it releases these things called endorphins that make you happy. So get up, go for a walk, come and be around that line. I will open my prayer walk to anyone if you'd like to join me, chatting to God by myself. Um, but you can do your, excuse me, you can do your own. You can just go out for 10 minutes. But also, do you know, like the internet and your phones, I love my iPhone, I love my Mac. But it's really important sometimes that we disconnect that we just turn the phone off, that we turn Facebook off, that we turn all this stuff off and just spend that time with God. And sometimes it's really hard in an apartment or in a house because you've so many distractions around you. So it's really important sometimes just to get out and just be in nature and be with God. Breathing exercises really help. And then repeat God's promises. So the more you read the Bible, the more you can counteract all that worry in your head with all that good stuff that God wants for you, all that peace that he has for you, all them blessings that he has for you. So we started off talking about Mr. Worry, who was me. But the guy I want you to go home remembering is the Prince of Peace. There's so many words for God. There's El Shaddai, Abba Father, Alpha and Omega, but he's also known as the Prince of Peace. And if you don't know that side of God, I really encourage you tonight and for the week ahead that you spend some time getting to know this side of God because it's going to make your life a lot easier. I have been a lot happier since I just stopped worrying. It doesn't mean every day I'm like, woohoo, no worries in the world. But it's a lot less. And that's because I'm choosing not to worry and I'm choosing to focus on what God has for me. But it takes that work. So I saw this um, illustration on Facebook. I always say I'm a visual learner. I kind of forget if you just chat. So I have a glass. And it is half full. So there was a psychologist that did this illustration. And they said, look at this glass. And then everyone thought it would be there. Is the glass half full or the glass half empty? But what she actually said was, what weight is the glass? So anyone, what weight do you think the glass is? Any guess? Half a pound? Higher. Come on, I'll have a little auction. I'll give it to you for a euro. Any other guesses? Any other Yeah, there's no water. We have a water shortage. I'm giving you free water if you can guess the weight. Anyone else care to wait to guess? Two and a half pounds. Brilliant. We'll go with that. Thanks, Kathy. So it doesn't actually matter about the weight of the glass. Sorry. What matters is how long I hold this glass. Okay, so I can hold it for a minute. I think I'll be fine. I'm strong enough. If I have to hold this glass for an hour, my arm's going to start to hurt. If I have to carry this glass around all day long, my arm will eventually feel paralyzed and I will not be able to move that arm again. And our worries are like this glass. Do you know, we can have a worry, think about it for a second and it's okay. If you think about that worry for an hour, it's going to stress you out worse. If you carry that worry around with you all day long, you're going to become paralyzed and actually incapable of doing anything. So what I want to say to you tonight is, remember to put the glass down. 
Remember to put your worries down. Stop being like Martha, put your glass down, and be like Mary, and go and sit at Jesus' feet and listen to him. Because it's going to give you a much happier life and a much happier day than carrying that around all day long. And we have to actively do this. So what I want you to do is I have this song that came out nearly a year ago, Swedish House Mafia, Don't You Worry Child. I tried to get a non-ravey version, don't worry. Um, but this, I loved this song. In the song it says, my father said, don't you worry, don't you worry child. See, heaven's got a plan for you. And it just really spoke to my life. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. So I have an acoustic version. And what I want you to do is just spend a minute. That's all I want. We're going to finish early. But I want you to do is just spend a minute closing your eyes and thinking about the worries in your life. And then I want you to think about all these scriptures that God has put in our lives for us. That we should just stop, put the glass down, sit at his feet and listen to his promises. Because he promised us a peace that surpasses all understanding. He says, come to you who are uh, heavy, you've got troubles, you've got worries, come to me and I'll give you peace. Because what I have is light. I'll take all that off you, but you just need to give it to him. So just take this minute, think about all that stuff that you came in with, think about all those worries about things that might happen, that are going to happen, that have happened. And then think about the Prince of Peace and how if you just take the time to read his word, that it can actually transform your life. Just take this minute. Peace. Father, and I just pray that these worries that we walked in with tonight, Father, that we leave here and that we remember your words. Don't worry. Heaven's got a plan for you. I have your back. Just come and sit at my feet. Stop worrying. Stop troubling. Just come to me and I will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. Father God, I pray as this week goes on that we get excited about opening your word, Father, that you will show us new things, Father God, that it won't just be worry, that it'll be all the things that we struggle with in life. You have all the answers for us. Father, I pray that you reveal them answers to us in a new way. I thank you for your word. I thank you for this chance just to sit and listen to you. I pray that you bless each and every person here this week, Father God, that you will go before us, that you will bless our families, that you will bless our work, that you will bless our lives. In your name I pray. Amen.